0: Good morning, good morning. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and welcome to our service at the Ada First United Methodist Church. Obviously, I'm not Reverend Brandy Rigsby. <coughs> I'm Philip Compton, retired pastor at the Reinhardt United Methodist, and <coughs> I'm filling in for Brandy as she takes a well-deserved break. And I want to thank Reverend Brandy for sharing the pulpit with me. I want to welcome you all, those of you who are here in the pews and those of you who are listening and following our service online. A few announcements. Um, I'd like to invite you to check out our church webpage for ongoing announcements. Uh, You can also visit our church Facebook page. Uh, Each Sunday, Mark Light uh, is here and responding to messages and questions. Um, I'm technologically challenged, so I'll let him do all that. Uh, The uh, 2024 offering envelopes are available in the foyer on the front porch. Uh, Please sign out a box with your name and number. And next Sunday is the Epiphany Sunday. The Epiphany is when you get the light. Please uh, plan to stay after worship next Sunday and help take down the Christmas decorations. Now I would like for us to settle our minds and our hearts for worship.
1: Ready? please stand and join me respectively the call to worship. I love the Lord because he hears me. He listens to my prayers. He listens to me every time I call him. The danger of death was all around me. The horrors of the grave closed in on me. I was filled with fear and anxiety. Then I called to the Lord. I beg you, Lord, save me. The Lord is merciful and good. Our God is compassionate. And the Lord saved me from death. He stopped my tears and kept me from defeat. And so I walk in the presence of the Lord in the world of the living. Amen. Now let's sing our opening hymn, O God, Our Help in Ages Past, verses 1, 4, 5, and 6. Find it on page 117 or on the screen. seated. First scripture reading from the common English Bible is the book of Ezekiel chapter 37 verses 1 to 14. You can follow along your pew Bible on page 661 or on the screen. And this section is about the valley of dry bones. The Lord's power overcame me and while I was in the Lord's spirit he led me out and set me down in the middle of a certain valley. It was full of bones. He led me through them all around, and I saw that there was a great many of them on the valley of the floor, and they were very dry. He asked me, human one, can these bones live again? I said, Lord God, only you know. Well, he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the words, Lord. And the Lord proclaims to these bones, I am about to put breath in you, and you will live again. I will put sinews on you, place flesh on you, and cover you with skin. When I put breath in you, you will come to life, and you will know that I am the Lord. Well, I prophesied just as I was commanded, and there was a great noise as I was prophesying. Then a great quaking, and the bones came together. Bone by bone. When I looked, suddenly there were sinews on them. The flesh appeared, and then they were covered over with skin. But there was still no breath in them. He said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, human one. Say to the breath, The Lord God proclaims, Come from the four winds, breath. Breathe into these dead bodies and let them live. I prophesied just as he commanded me. When the breath entered them, they came to life and stood on their feet an extraordinarily large company. Well, he said to me, human one, these bones are the entire house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope has perished. We are completely finished. So now prophesy and say to them, The Lord God proclaims, I am opening your graves. I will raise you up from your graves, my people, and I will bring you to Israel's fertile land. You will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you up from your graves, my people. I will put my breath in you and you will live. I will plant you on your fertile land and you will know that I am the Lord. I've spoken and I will do it. This is what the Lord says. This is the word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now let's do our hymn of grace. Breathe on me, breath of God, verses 1 and 4. Page 4 on the screen.
2: I'd
3: like to invite the children up front as Miss Anna shares our message today.
2: You were all here Christmas. Good? Really? That's all you got? Good? Not amazing? Awesome is better. Yeah. You just told me, I heard two kids just tell me what they got for Christmas, and it sounds like they had a fantastic Christmas. I heard BB gun. It's a little dangerous. <laughs> Hi. All right, so today I have a ping pong ball. We like ping pong balls, don't we? Yeah, we do. This one is a little dented. See him? He's not doing so great. But, you know, if I bounce him, will he go high? No. Still. Still, even if it's dented? All right, let's see. Ready? I'm going to move your clipboard for a second. I think it did okay. Now, can I bounce this high enough that it will stay up? No? No? Oh, you're right. It still came down. Even in this little den, this little guy, he, he wants to bounce, though, right? He wants to stay up. Now, oh, there is a hair dryer, you're right. Well, not that high. It's not that powerful of a hair dryer, but you're right. So this on its own doesn't really lift very high, but it's what it's made to do. This one is like the dry bones sitting in the valley. It doesn't move like it's supposed to move. But did you know, did you want to hold it? that that word holy spirit, sometimes that's translated to holy breath or even holy wind. So, Hugh, do you want to go get the hair dryer? Yeah. And Hugh, there's a little white thing in there, too. Can you grab it? Actually, yeah, I'll get it. Thank you. Good job. Okay, so we have our hair dryer. You already have an idea, but I'm a little worried about the microphone, so... Harper, don't say anything crazy, okay? This is an ornery ball. Now, what, why did the ball fall when, it, when I tipped it too far? Because it fell off. It fell out of what? It wasn't on anything. It fell out of the air, but it's already in the air. Out of the, out of the moving air, right? The living air. So this air that moves, it made the ball dance, didn't it? It made the ball move. But, If you move too much and it falls out of the stream of air, if we step away from God, if we're not in that living God, then all of a sudden, we don't move much, right? Yeah, so how can we stay in the stream of air? Well, yeah, but I'm talking with God. How can we stay close to God? Oh, you guys know this one. Yeah, Harper said, keep him in your heart. That's an excellent answer. How do we keep God in our heart? He is in your life when you're born. But if we read our Bibles and we pray, this is how we stay in that stream. This is how God, who's prophesied over us, his power can come over us. And then we can move. We can live just like all those dry bones called to life. If we stay in that power, he'll breathe life into us. Amen. Amen. We can even dance, because God calls us to be joyful. So I have something for the littles that'll be really excited. Have you ever danced with Ribbon before? What? No. No, well, Hugh's not excited. That's okay. All right, so if you guys can pray with me, and then we will dance out of here. That's a beautiful snowman. All right, ready? Dear God, thank you for giving us life when we don't feel like living. Thank you for loving us unconditionally and rescuing us when we are still. Amen.
1: I have some words of inspiration it's from the book of James uh, second one and uh, verse 26 for as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without works is dead also and our second scripture reading from the Common English Bible is from the book of Romans chapter 8 verses 6 through 11 find it in your pew Bible on page 863 or on the screen The attitude that comes from selflessness leads to death, but the attitude that comes from the Spirit leads to life and peace. So, the attitude that comes from selflessness is hostile to God. It doesn't submit to God at all because it can't. People who are self centered aren't able to please God. But you aren't self centered, instead, you are in the Spirit. If in fact God's Spirit lives in you. If anyone doesn't have the Spirit of Christ, they don't belong to him. If Christ is in you, the Spirit is your life because of God's righteousness, but the body is dead because of sin. If the Spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your human bodies also through his spirit that lives in you. This is the word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
0: I was talking with our physician this fall about different vaccines and which one was recommended for the coming season. And I've had most of them, the COVID and the flu and all that stuff. But I asked him about the RSV vaccine and he wasn't sure about that one. Uh, Not enough studies had been done and and, uh, the necessity of it. And, And then he asked, if I was around young children a lot, And I looked at Dr. Doss, I said, do you know where I live? (laughs) Some of you may not know, but I do live in a retirement community, and I think we would probably be considered middle-aged at the, anyway. (laughs) But it reminded me, uh, as we look into the new year, we can anticipate a very interesting and possibly upsetting and exciting year with all the turmoil and hot button issues. And as always, however, we approach each new year with hope, hope for better times and hope for good health. But always, we never know what's ahead. And that reminded me of this story. The story was told to me by a gentleman who actually grew up in West Liberty, Ohio. And and it goes like this. The creator had called his staff together for a committee meeting. Now, you always think of John Wesley starting church committees. Well, he got it from God. God was the one that first set up committees. And they were not exactly sure why. But they understood that they were to develop something called the human being. And he wanted some input and some guidance. Oh, you know, some things had already been decided. For example, the substance out of which this human being was to be made had already been decided. Earth. Earth, dust, are you sure? You're not kidding. Why, there, there must be many other things that you could do to create a human like the sun and the stars and the moon. Uh, you, you simply call them out of nothing, but earth? Oh well, oh well. Yes, said the Creator. I want them to be created out of the earth. I want the earth to be their mother. I want it to be so that when they walk on the earth, they feel a kinship with, uh, with that from which grows the trees and the flowers and food for the substance. Yes, I want them made from the earth. But, but how would they be able to tell them apart from the earth? Uh, won't they be just like the earth? No, not really, he said, because I intend to breathe into them the breath of life. And not only shall they be made of earth, but they shall be also be divine." Well, from that on, uh, point on, there was much more discussion and even arguments, as we know. Like the, the, the drawing of the foot, that was on one of the boards. You engineers would like this one. Well, well that's crazy. With all those parts, they'll break too easily they'll wear out. It'll never work. It'll never hold the whole body. It, it needs to be more than just a foot long, at, at least a solid mass that can hold the body. And, oh yes, uh, there needs to be two of them. It was also decided there needed to be a fleshy portion about halfway down the back side of the body so that the body could rest on that at times. Well, what you're going to call that? One of them said, Oh, I, I think that humans will come up with several names, uh, enough that we don't need to worry about that. Well the leg had to go back to the leg committee for further consideration. Back from, uh, from the looks of things, uh, it's going to have to bend somewhere. And as one of them said, if you're going to have that part of the body, how are they going to sit down and rest the whole body? How are they going to sit down unless they fall down if the legs are straight and stiff, Uh, unless you put some kind of a hinge on it? But what came back from the leg committee was a laughed at. You're going to put that on a human being? That will never hold the body. Is that some kind of a joke or something? You call that a knee? Huh? But the Creator said that the humans should be able to draw their legs clear up to their body, even sit on their feet and legs if they want to. Well, trust us. We'll cap it off, and it'll work. Well, from time to time in the midst of the discussion, the thought kept coming to them. How long will these humans live? Most assumed that they would live forever, but there were a few that thought that the Creator had something quite different in mind, even that that they might return to the earth, that they would eventually die. Well, the last time this issue came up, was during a discussion of where to put the nose, when someone spoke up and said, Why would we go to all this trouble when it will only return to, to earth? And the Creator said, Listen, we will discuss this someti- subject sometime in more detail later. There's plenty of time, but right now we have to decide on the placement of the nose. And boy, there was much discussion about the nose. It seemed best just above the mouth, especially when its primary function was for smell. Then it could monitor the food that would come into the mouth. But then when it also given the responsibility of filtering out the impurities of the air, one said, well, why have it filter out impurities and have it only a short distance from the mouth? And then it was given a third responsibility, that of the sneeze. Well, that won't work, they said. But where else are you going to put it? Well, someone suggested that it could be put in the back of the head, and then it could run clear down the back of the neck. But if you don't put it on the face, and it's already been decided not to put the ears on the face because of already overcrowding, and now you're going to put the nose on the face. All of you have, uh, all you have left are the eyes and the mouth and that would look strange. So finally the creator decided that the nose would be just above the mouth. And one member of the committee suggested that it be turned upwards but the creator said, no, 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 that won't work that he would be sure that the humans could figure out something to handle the leakage problem, Uh, maybe carry a Kleenex uh, with them in their pocket or something. And and that hangy-down thing, you know, in the back of your throat, it's called a uvula. Uh, That was added because it was brought up in one of the discussions that if you have a hole from the nose to the throat, what would happen from the food coming back out through the nose what if someone would eat a bowl of chili and a kidney bean would come back out through the nose and so the uvula was added to cover up that hole while people were eating and the Creator said that the next time we meet we will discuss the length of life then the Creator review, remo- uh, reviewed the list Okay, let's see. There are knuckles and thumbs, and if the nails are good for the fingers, why not the toes? And for those of you who are concerned about as many toes as there are fingers, I've stuck a little small toe on the outside of the foot, hopefully that humans won't stub it too often. And there will be lobes on the ears, I don't know what for, but. Humans will figure out something for them, maybe some kind of ornamentation or something. I don't know. And I know that some of you have been concerned about human returning to Earth. It was never my intention of creating a robot, but a unique human being. But the next time we'll meet, we'll discuss, uh, that discussion was tabled. Because there was still another struggle going on. Who suggested tonsils? It was an, uh, well, if if no one suggested tonsils, then how did it get on the approved list? "Oh, Oh, well, said the creator, tonsils are in. I don't know what they're for, but on our next meeting, we will definitely discuss the return to the earth policy. The discussion for the argument against the return to the Earth policy theory, it seemed to center around four different points. First one, the death of children. The second one, a child left without parents to care for it. And the third one, sudden separation. And the fourth one, the loss of talented humans Each argument went to a subcommittee to develop in response to a return to the earth policy, but nothing made any sense to them. They they just couldn't reconcile these issues at all. Well, then it was time for the meeting. The creator asked if they were ready for their reports, and they said yes. But only after we asked one question. If by some far-fetched stretch of the imagination it should be decided that there should be a return to the earth policy that people would die, would that be selectively applied, or would it apply to everyone? And after a couple hundred years, or something about like that, or, or, or what, would really, what we really want to know, well, uh, could a child die? And the Creator responded, it would apply to all, even children. Well, then there was a big sigh of relief because they knew that none of them would support a return to the earth policy under those conditions, and surely not the Creator. I mean, then we're ready to proceed. Our first report was that it, it was our understanding that the human being would be created by the coming together of two human beings, that the very essence and substance of their being will be brought together and out of that union would come another human being. Now, if a return to the earth policy, if that's the way we decide to go, what happens if that child dies? There would be such a despair and disappointment and discouragement by those two human beings that they will never want to have another child again. And, and others would not want to have a child either because they would be afraid that the child will also return to the earth. And then what's going to happen to the human race? So that'll never work. Our second report was concerned with what happens when a child is born and then the child lives. But the two humans who created it and loved it returned to the earth. It is our understanding that there will be a dependency on the part of the child that will no longer be of any animals. It, it, is that right? And the Creator said, yes, that's right. Well, we believe you said that it was for the purpose of bonding, right? Now, suppose the process is taking place, but for some reason the two parents die and don't say that they don't, they can't die. But if you apply this return to the earth policy across the board, then both of them could die. You you know that. And both of them, if both of them die, then what happens to the child? Well, our third argument was that if the two human beings several, t- <clears throat> bring several children into the world and their lives are bonded together, we mean that that, that the, the lives of these two humans a- a- and they live together many, many years. We understand that under the return to the earth policy, there will be a gradual diminished capacity and what happens if one of them can't take care of him or her self or the other may, must take care of him or herself, what, what happens if one of them is taking care of the other one and returns to the earth? I, isn't that a cruel thing to do? And the, and the fourth argument raised the question. Suppose a human being develops a great talent great musical talent or great medical talent, even great speaking or acting ability, and then he or she returns to the earth. What what happens to that talent? We we mean, suppose that there's this great human being that has great love and great compassion and perhaps this is what the human race really needs, and and if she or she, He returns to the earth. What happens to that love and that compassion? All in the meeting were certain that the creator would not choose the return to the earth policy because all of them were certain that this was not the way to go. But then the creator asked for any more arguments in favor of the return to the earth policy. Well, we we have none, they said. You have none. Well, we have none, they echoed in chorus. None. Well, then I shall have to give them myself, said the creator. For it is my intention that the human being will return to the earth. And furthermore, that the very arguments that you have given against the arguments that I have given for you, I will explain. It is true. That a child can die. You see, parents will know that today is all they have, and the very knowledge will cause them to love and to care for that child all the more. That's what the child needs. And because they know that today is all they have, they will love and care for that child. And you ask the question, What will happen if both of these parents die and leave the child alone? Yes, that may also happen. But it is my intention to breathe into each human being the breath of life, and the humans of the whole world will be one family. That one family will take care and nurture that child. The human family will take care of that child and all of the children. And you talk about two humans who live together and one of them returns to the earth and leaves the other. Ah, yes, you overlook the resilience of human beings. Yes, that will happen. And there will be the separation, the turmoil, the loneliness, even the brokenness. That's what it means to be human for that possibility to be there. But in the midst of that brokenness, wholeness will remain. Without brokenness, there cannot be wholeness. But in the midst of brokenness, wholeness will be there. And you speak of the talented one. What happens to that talent? Well, who do you think made that talent? Who do you think nudge that human being into perfection? You know, if a human being says, well, I've got a couple hundred years or a thousand years to practice, why practice today? No, human beings will realize that today is all they have. They will move to perfection. They will practice today, not tomorrow. They will have today because they know that today may be all that they have. They will love today. They will have compassion today. For they know that tomorrow they may return to the earth. There was a long silence. Then one of them broke the silence and said, some of that sounds quite all right. We hadn't thought of it quite that way. But have you thought of this? Suppose these human beings ignore death. Suppose they don't want to talk about it. Suppose they don't even want to hear about it. Suppose they act like it's not even there. Well, that's possible, said the Creator. But they will do it at their own peril. For it is my intention that a return to the earth will not be viewed as the enemy, but as a friend. That human beings will embrace death. The two human beings who experience the death of a child, there will be despair, no doubt. One day will stick to the next. Tomorrow will not seem like worth living. But in the midst of that despair and that loneliness, they will begin to dance with death. And in the midst of that dance, the creator will be found. And the child will be found anew. An old one, almost gone, breath almost gone, life almost gone, may be afraid of tomorrow. But suddenly that one will reach out to embrace death and will begin to dance with the Creator and, 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 and in the midst of that dance will be able to say yes to the future. Oh yes, there will be sorrow and weeping and tears will fall on the earth, the good earth, their mother. But in the midst of the tears, their dance will begin. In the midst of the dance, the creator will be known. In the embrace of death, dance, dance, wherever you may be. I am the Lord of the dance, said he. Dance, dance, wherever you may be. I am the Lord of the dance, said he, and I'll lead you all Wherever you may be, I am the Lord of the dance, said he. I know it's much easier to sing this together. Clapping our hands and dancing around It can be sung, cannot be sung together. Each person must sing it by himself or herself with the creator. And the creator... Steps are so hard to follow. Sometimes they just don't make any sense to us. But we don't know where the Creator is going or what's happening. And the world seems to be falling apart. But in the midst of the dance, the Creator is known. Lord of the dance, said he. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Creator God, it is you who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are dust without your breath of life. We are creatures, not creator. And yet you entrusted us with the care of your creation. Breathe your spirit into us, that we might be faithful in the task you have set before us. Standing beneath the cross of Jesus is a sobering experience, for the cross judges us as well as our world. Today, people are being, still being crucified by the same forces of greed and envy and power and prejudice that destroyed your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray today that we can experience the breath of your Holy Spirit in us which is beyond our capacity for words or total compassion. O God, help us in our own dance with life, in our own dance with death, to experience your transcendent power in the midst of our own lives. Bring life out of death, hope out of despair, and joy out of sorrow. Help us to find eternal life and peace even as the season moves us closer to a brand new year. Amen and amen.
2: Now as we bring our bring forward our ties and offerings,
3: let us rise and offer to God our thanks and praise for God's many gifts by singing together. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. As we come to our time of prayer, we bring our joys, our concerns, and our shortcomings to God. So that in this moment, we might encounter the presence, the living presence of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Living God, you who sent Jesus to be born in a manger in Bethlehem. You who sent Jesus in his fully human and divine nature to walk among humanity, to heal the sick, the lame, and the blind. You raised Jesus from the dead and give life through the power of the Holy Spirit. You sent Jesus to save us from death, Stop our tears and keep us from defeat. We rejoice in the name, in your name, and give you glory for the great things you have done. You gave us your Son, who dwells within our lives and lives among us as the Word made flesh, so that we can live through him. As we come before you this morning, Awaken our spirits by the power of your Holy Spirit that we might become aware of those areas of our lives where we have turned away from you, O God. Forgive us of our sins. Take away any selfishness or self-centeredness. Help us, O God, to submit to your will. For we want to please you, and we long to embrace an attitude from your spirit that leads to life and peace. Protect us those times when we may be filled with fear and anxiety. Shelter us from the storms of life, for you have been our help in ages past and our hope for the future. Empower, lead and guide our lives, O God. Incline your ear, O God, and give us faith and the assurance that you hear our prayers and listen to us each time we call on you. This morning, we lift up the following prayer joys and concerns for our sisters and brothers in Christ, for our community and our world. Prayers of thanksgiving for new beginnings as we approach this new year. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For the family and friends of David, Deb Curliss's nephew, we pray for peace and comfort in David's recent passing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Prayers for Anne Holmes, Our stained-glass window artist we pray for her eyesight that she, she might be able to complete her current project with improved vision we pray that she might be encouraged and healed according to your will Lord in your mercy hear our prayer for those dealing with chronic pain we pray for comfort and healing Lord in your mercy Hear our prayer. Prayers for the Smith family as they grieve the loss of Laura and celebrate her life. As we remember Laura and her family, we pray they may be, may be surrounded by Christ's love and presence. We lift up Jean and pray for his health, strength, and peace during this time. We also pray for all those grieving the loss of loved ones, that they may find comfort, strength, and peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Prayers for reconciliation and softening of hearts in a broken family relationship. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Prayers for Judy McCurdy. Nancy Wood Allison, Carol Lobenhofer, Nancy Fleming, Rob McCurdy, Don Traxler, and so many others who need your care and our support. We ask for your love and grace to pour over them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the Beatitudes Community Center for all those individuals serving and being served. We pray that the expansion of Beatitudes is a blessing to this community in the coming year. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Prayers for those going through times of transition and for those looking for new jobs. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We lift up prayers for people right here in our community and throughout the world experiencing homelessness or hunger, for those people who are medically underserved and for refugee populations. We pray that basic needs might be met in abundance. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Prayers for world peace. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. O oh God, breathe on us and inspire us by your Holy Spirit to respond in faith with a renewed sense of purpose, to love and to serve the Lord with gladness. In this season of Christmas, fill us with new life so that as we approach this new year, we might be alive in Christ Jesus and bear witness to the good news of your love and grace. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who taught us when we pray to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
4: Let us stand together
3: to sing Lord of the Dance.
0: As we look over the precipice of a new year, we don't know what this year will bring. All the noise, the conflict, the confusion, the political chaos, but we can go with the hope and the assurance as we continue our dance with the Creator. So go in peace, and may the peace of God go with you. Amen.